0: Good morning. Good morning. It's so good to see all of you here. This morning we are also happy for all the ones who are joining us from at home, online. We still have many chairs available, so maybe you should come next week and join us in person. Amen? God is good. Amen? We want to take some time just to welcome any newcomers who is new here in church. We know we have Anderson, he is here for the second week already, but he is still considered newcomer. So welcome, Anderson, and then welcome, welcome. Of course, good to see all of you guys back, and we want to also mention Moses and Shoba, who are uh, congratulate on their wedding anniversary, 25 years. Is it 25? That is a quarter of a century. Ah, oh, <laughs> Okay. God is good, amen? Yes, I'm so glad to be here this morning to share the word. And God is really doing something, amen? Even in times like this, we always have to come back knowing that God can still do something in our life, amen? Because it is easy to listen to negative voices around you. It's easy to get discouraged when you see what things are going and things are not changing fast enough in your opinion, but we know that God is still moving, God is still in control. Amen? Amen. I'm gonna continue preaching this sermon where I talk about uh, the God of courage this morning. And it's from the series, The God That We Worship. Now why is it so important that we know who God really is? It's because we are called to be His representatives. And if we want to represent Him, fully to the people around us, we have to know who God really is. So that we can give uh, exact representation to the people around us. So I want you to know this morning that God is a God of courage. Now he doesn't need courage, he is God, come on. He doesn't need to have more courage because he is God, he is in control. Everything is under him, but we need courage. And I want you to experience God as the God who can give you courage, give you courage supernaturally. And that is something that we can say, God, I need that right now. And we're going to go into the scripture this morning where we read a little bit more about that and that is taken from Joshua chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. And let's just read that. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses is eight, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give to every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. "...your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon and from the great river of the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous." Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan River here to go and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Amen. May God add the blessing to the reading of his word. Now we see that Israel and Joshua are going through a time of transition. I mean, there is a generation that doesn't know anything else except desert life. You remember? The older generation that has now passed on, they came from slavery, out of slavery because Moses brought them out. And then they came to the promised land, they sent the spies in, we know the story, right? Uh, Twelve came back, ten said, there's no way that we can take the land. The, The people are humongous, they are giants, there's no way that we can take the land. Only Joshua and Caleb said, with God's help, we can do it. And then God said, okay, if you're not ready yet, then start to go around the desert for 40 years. He didn't say how long, but he said, okay, you're going to go through the desert. So they were now in the desert for 40 years. The older generation has passed on. And now the younger generation who didn't know anything else except desert life had to step out of their comfort zone because God said, now it's time for you to inherit the land a time of transition, a time to leave behind everything that they knew and stretch out to what is ahead. Now, can you imagine the excitement that they must have felt? But at the same time, how fearful they must have been. Come on, ever have, have you ever done, started something new? Like really new? I remember when I first went to the U.S. I left Germany behind, my family, my friends, my culture that I was used to and I went over to the US to study. Leaving that behind, the feeling that I got when I got to the airport, excitement, ooh, this is going to be exciting, something new, you know, something that I have never seen before. But on the other hand, ooh, I'm going to leave my parents behind, my mama and my papa, I'm going to leave them behind, all my friends, I'm going to get there, I don't know anyone there, so what am I going to do there? Am I gonna find friends? The excitement, but at the uh, the other side, is a little bit fearful, something that is, what can I expect? And I'm sure that a lot of you can identify, maybe with the entire COVID situation, everything that was so clear before, exactly one year ago, right? Pretty much exactly one year ago, everything changed. All of a sudden, lockdown, MCO. Then there was the CMCO. Then came the RMCO. I don't know what MCOs are coming, but we're hoping and we're believing that it will come to an end, but everything changed. Things that we have never thought would be possible, all of a sudden becomes almost normal. Like standing in queue, keeping distance from each other. Where got Malaysia do that before? In a queue, everyone was right there because nobody wanted to make sure that anybody would cut in, right? So you would stand very close to the person in front of you. Now you keep nice distance. Everything changed. So maybe you can identify how it is to go through a season of transition. And the truth is our life consists of seasons of transitions from childhood to become a teenager. I have one already over there. Life is changing for them and for me as a parent. Then after that from from teenager to become adulthood. Then from adulthood, become married, have children, and then sooner or later, it goes very fast. You become grandparents. Now I still have some year for that, right? I hope. (laughs) But it's a season of transitions in our life. Now with those seasons, we are very familiar because we have seen it with our parents, with our grandparents. So we are familiar. But what about the seasons of transitions that we that uh, come unexpected? like we're losing our job, or maybe something changes completely and now we have to find a different solution to a problem that we never expected would have come along our way. Seasons of transitions will always be there. They will come. Very often we have no influence over them when they come. They come unexpected, some expected, some unexpected. But we have to understand that we have a God who is with us. Just like the Israelites now here in a time of transition to leave everything behind that they knew, to stretch out to what lies ahead, they knew that God was on their side. And that was number one because God spoke Joshua directly. And I want you to know that God has called you, that he wants to speak to you directly Don't only wait for a Sunday morning to hear from pastor what God is saying. Now how good it is, how awesome it might be, you have to hear God throughout the week. Come on. You have to see God and hear from God directly. And that is what God wants to do in your life. Now Joshua was always reliant on Moses. Moses was the leader. Moses would go into the tabernacle. The cloud would come down. The people would stand outside their tent and watch Moses going in. And they would wait outside and worship until the cloud would lift. And then they would come and do about their everyday life. So the people relied on Moses to go to God, speak to God, receive directions, whatever was necessary. And then he would come and tell the people. But now it was a time of transition. Now Moses died. He was no longer in the picture. God himself buried him, it says in the the book before that. And now people had to come to a point and say, you know what? Moses is no longer there. And Joshua had to pick up and hear from God directly. And I want you to know that you have to hear from God directly but not only Joshua think about the people of Israel the people who are relied to be in the camp and the camp was set up the tabernacle was in the center and then in a form of a cross or a plus sign were arranged all the different tribes so in the center was the tabernacle and the people would uh, only go outside and worship when Moses would go into the tabernacle to see God And now God says, okay, now you go into the promised land. You're going to take the land, but it means you're no longer staying in your camp. You would inherit the land. That means all the land would be divided into the tribes. And now all of a sudden they could not wait on the leader to go into the tabernacle before they know, okay, now it's time to worship. They would do their own farm. They would do their own uh, raising cattle and sheep and whatever they would do. But they would have to become responsible in their own worship to God. Come on. They couldn't rely on the leader anymore. They had to find a personal relationship with God. How they would worship God without Moses leading them. And we have to come to a point where we say, God, I want that relationship with you personally. I don't want to rely on somebody else. I don't want to rely on the experience of my parents to know you. I want to know you personally. I want to find God. I want to hear his voice. I want to be in a relationship that, that goes beyond the surface, that goes beyond a Sunday morning, that goes beyond of what we are used to. We have to really get into God and find him. Amen? Because God wants to be found. You know what there is? A Swedish filmmaker called Ingmar Bergman. And he had a dream. And in that dream he was walking in Sweden. And he came to a nice huge cathedral. And so he went in the dream. He went inside. And it was a nice glass stained window. There were the pews and there was the pulpit. And it was just so grand. And everything was so big and so magnificent. And then he came to a corner of the church and he saw a beautiful painting of Jesus stretching his arm out like that. And he said it was so vivid, it was so colorful, it was so inviting that in the dream he said, God, speak to me. But nothing happened. And then he woke up and he was so disappointed that Jesus did not speak to him through that painting in his dream. that he made a movie where the protagonist was now searching for God, but he was very depressed because God was silent. See, he was looking for God to speak, but he was looking in the wrong place. Now, I'm not against church, I'm not against the Catholic church, the Protestant church, the Anglican church, all the other churches. I'm not against them at all. But if you want to find God, if you want to find him speak to you, pick up your Bible. Come on. If the Bible speaks, God speaks. So if you want to hear God speak in your life, pick up your Bible and start reading because that is how God speaks. Now I am so grateful for the times where God speaks to me into my heart, not a voice from heaven, I'm still praying that I will hear that one day, God's audibly voice. But for me usually it's just like a whisper in my heart, maybe a thought that I know is not from me. And I'm so grateful for these situation and circumstances when God speaks, but we have God's word. And we know that if we need God to speak to us, we can just pick it up and start reading and we know that God can quicken something in us because that is his word. So if you need to hear him speak, pick up your Bible and start reading. Sounds almost like a Sunday school lesson, right? Read your Bibles and you will crow. But it is so true. Number two, God gave him a promise. God gave Joshua a promise, verse 3. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. So the same promise that God gave Moses, he would now give to Joshua. And I want to submit to you, every promise that God has given in his word is also given to you. Come on. That is, that is something like, are, are you sure, Pastor? Are you sure? The promise that is in God's word is given to you as well. You can claim that promise. But God, it was, it was spoken over the Israelites or it was spoken over a particular church in Philippi. No, you can take that promise and say, God, what you promised to that church, to that individual, God, I will take it and I claim it as my own. Come on. We can claim the promises of God. And the, the Bible is full of God's promises. If we need a financial breakthrough, claim Philippians 4:19 that he will provide our every need. If we have an, an emotional need, say God, you are the peace that surpasses all my understanding, Philippians 4:6. If you have a need, a spiritual need, James 4:8, if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Because it guarantees me if I make up my mind and I say, God, I want more of you, I know that God will not reject me. It's the promise in His Word. And I claim that promise and say, God, in your Word, you said that you will draw near to me. Regardless of my mistakes, regardless of my shortcomings, regardless of how messed up I might be, if I draw near to God, He will draw near to me. So I know that God wants to be with us. If we have a physical need, I I claim Isaiah 53 verse 5, that by his stripes we are healed. Amen. There are promises in the word of God and the promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. We just sang that song. The promise of God stands and we can claim it for our own life. Now imagine you get an inheritance or you win the lottery and you get one million ringgit and for some reason you decide to put it in a savings account. I can see T already said don't put savings account, invest the money. If you have extra money go and see him. He can teach you how to invest properly. But let's just say for the sake of the illustration you have it in a savings account and now something unexpected happened. You have to go and have a surgery and for some reason, it is not covered by insurance. And the surgery comes to 40,000 ringgit. And now you're starting to think, oh my goodness, how can I come up with 40,000 ringgit? I know I have this money here at the side, but that is for real emergencies. So now you start to scrape together all the money that you have, and you start to pinch here, and you start to be a bit stingy over here, and you try your best to get the 40,000 together so that you can come up and pay the hospital bill. While all along you have the one million just sitting there. But he said, no, it's for real emergencies. I'm going to see what I can do myself. You would say, that is foolish. If you have it right there, use it because it is an emergency and then make sure that over time you replenish what you have taken away. That would be wisdom, right? But it would not make sense for us to, to try together here and even borrow money from other people or from the bank when you have over there enough what you need but what about our spiritual life where God gave us a promise in his word and the promise still stands the promise is still true and then we trying to figure out our life and trying to do our best while over here God has already everything provided for us so, the greatest resource that we have, we don't even tap into because we are trying to bring a solution out of ourselves, out of our own problem. Whereas we have the resource right here, and that is prayer. That is the promise of God. That is the word of God that we can claim and say, God, you have promised in your word that you will provide, that you will be my peace, that your peace will surpass my understanding. God, that you uh, died for me and everything is on you at the cross so I don't have to suffer the sickness anymore. Come to God in prayer and seek him because he wants to be found. Number three, Joshua needed courage. Verse six, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. And just now, when we read, in only 11 verses, it says over and over again, Joshua, be courageous, be strong, don't be afraid, be courageous, be of good cheer. Don't be afraid, I am with you. Now why did God repeat that promise to Joshua over and over again? Because I believe it was what was in his heart. Come on. Where on the outside he was like us, good Christian, we come to church and say, oh, everything is good. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. How are you, brother? Oh, oh, it's good, thank you. Everything is good. But on the inside, maybe we are crying out. Say, God, how can? God, I feel far away from you. God, I cannot feel you right now. God, where are you? On the outside, everything cool, calm, and collected. But on the inside, we're screaming. Maybe that is what Joshua was going through. But thank God, he sees the heart of the issue. He sees what is on the inside of us. And he knows what we need. So when Joshua was supposed to lead the people into the promised land, God knew that he had fear in his heart, and that's why he repeated over and over again be courageous, be strong, don't be afraid, just to reassure him what he had planned and how God would be with him. And I want you to know when you need courage, God is there to give you the same promise. Be courageous, be strong, don't be afraid. Don't fear what is going on in your life right now. God wants to be with you. Amen? Come on, that should be comforting to us. To know that we are not alone, that we can rely on God knowing that he wants to do something powerful in our life. Amen? He gave us the promise that we can have the courage that we need to step out. Amen? Joshua did not have to find the courage himself. He could come to God and say, God, you gave me this promise. And I today claim that promise for my own life. Amen. I claim it for my life. Say, God, where I need courage, give me courage. God, where I don't have enough faith, give me faith. God, where I am not sure what's going to happen in the future, be my peace. And I know that God wants to respond to a prayer like that. That he wants to come in. That he wants to find you. And that he wants to give us what we need right into our hearts. Number four, last point for today. They needed to leave their comfort zone. They needed to leave their comfort zone. Now God was very clear. Joshua, it's time that you will lead these people across the Jordan into the promised land. Now of course they're new that there would be fighting, it would be a war, there would be battles that they needed to fight, and yet they had to find the courage to say, okay, we're going to step out of our comfort zone. Remember I said this generation only knew life in the desert. They needed water. Guess what? God gave them water through a rock. They were hungry. God provided manna. They got sick of manna. They wanted meat. God sent a flock of quail right into the camp. More meat than they could have. They went to keto. Keto diet. More than they could eat. God provided for them. They needed heat at night. Pillar of fire right there. They needed shade in the day. The cloud was right there. God provided everything for them. But now it meant to go into the promised land To leave behind what God so graciously provided, they had to fight the wars, even though God said, I will be with you, and then they had to inherit the land and start to work the land. So they had to leave behind their comfort zone and step out in faith. And sometimes we are stuck because we are not quite sure if I should take this step or if I should just stay where I am. Because where I am right now, I am comfortable. But maybe God is calling you out and say, you know what? Take that step. Maybe make the decision that you already have on your heart, where I already spoke to you, a small whisper into your heart, into your mind. Be courageous. Take that step. Don't be fearful and hold back, but take that step of faith. Amen? They had to leave what was Comfortable to them, but the thing is, once they stepped out, they could see God really move. Think about Jericho walls crumbling down. Now it took their obedience, and God was very upfront from the beginning do these things, do what I have given in the law of Moses, so that you will be prosperous and successful. So, God was very straight from the beginning. It won't happen by accident, but if you do your part, I will do mine. The question is, are we willing to do our part to take courageous actions in our life? Maybe there are things that we have to let go. Maybe there are things that we have to stop doing because we know they are not right. Maybe there are some business practices that we have to change because we know this is not a life of integrity. Maybe we have to take courageous actions. But if we do, God promised us that he will do his part. Come on. A bit painful sometimes, isn't it? But God wants to be real in our life. If we are willing to obey and to step out, I know that God is there. And you know what? I am ready. I am ready to step out and experience God like I have never experienced him before. I am ready to step out and pray like I have never prayed before. I am ready to step out and receive the blessings of God like I have never received it before. I am ready to step out and give like I have never given before. I am ready to step out in faith and believe to experience God more than I have ever before. Come on, tell your neighbor, I am ready. I am ready. Turn to your other neighbor, your favorite neighbor, and say, hey, I'm ready. <laughs> or oh, your favorite is that one, huh? We are ready. We have to find out how to say, God, I want to step out because I want to experience you. I want to see you in a way that I have never seen you before. And if we are willing to obey and take these steps... There might be uncomfortable, there might be painful, there might be uh, unknown to us of what's going to happen after that. But if we do it, God is there. Amen. He wants to step in and he says, be courageous. Don't be afraid. Take that step and I am with you every step of the way. Amen. Can the praise team come this morning, please? Amen. God is good. I really believe that we have to respond to God. You know, this is one of those messages you can hear, and you can say, okay, yes, amen, I believe it, and that's it. Or it has the power to really change your life. It comes down to what we decide, how do we respond in our heart? If we come to God and say, yes, God, I am here before you. Search me. Is there anything that I need to change in my life? and God can step in through the Holy Spirit and can do something powerful in your life, and it has the power to change you completely, that your life will never be the same again, then I want to encourage you that you are taking a step this morning to say, God, I am ready. I am ready to step out because I am ready to experience you. I am ready to experience you more than ever before. I'm also ready to pray more than I have ever prayed before. Here, I give you a very, very practical step of obedience. Step out of your comfort zone. Come to prayer on a Thursday night. <laughs> oh, Pastor, you don't understand. I come from KL after work. I reach home. I can shower, eat, eat dinner, and then I have to come all the way to church here. Well, never, nobody said it would be easy. But it's a very practical thing. Now think of something that you want to change in your life. Where you feel God putting his hand on the through the Holy Spirit maybe you have to change this make a decision to step out to say God I surrender it to you because I am ready to see you move in my life like never before come on let's rise to our feet this morning